hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 137. Stephen, it's great to be back. We're back, Trevor. Yeah, I think we've had a few people wondering whatever what happened to the Two Blokes Talking Tech, but I've got to put my hand up and accept responsibility mm. for the fact that mm. I decided to take a holiday with my wife, mm. and I thought, look, I, we needed a break. Happy wife. Recharge. Yeah, exactly right. Say. Happy wife, happy life. Absolutely. So recharge the batteries and also recharge ourselves, Trevor. Yes. We're back. We've got a lot to talk about. I, uh, look, we've had to basically abandon a whole stack of topics just to fit everything in today. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au. We'll tell them about them shortly. Well, I guess the big news, and uh, and by the time we publish, we'll be able to talk about this and, and, and our, our reviews and thoughts. Um, the Xbox One Absolutely. launches Friday this week. Um, by the time you listen to this podcast, there will be reviews all over the web because the um, international embargo lifts um, on the Wednesday uh, Sydney time. Um, look, I've got to be honest, I think it's a great, de- great device. Um, mm. I was very interested, and we won't compare it to the PlayStation today broadly. We'll do that in a couple of weeks once PlayStation's out. But um, very interesting for me the positioning of the device. You know, PlayStation is being positioned as for the players. Differently, Microsoft is really looking at this as being a home entertainment um, unit. It's not a media centre. It's not any of those things. But it's meant to sit, for me, it's meant to sit between your your TV signal and your and your screen. That's a good point, and, yeah. And, and I'm, I think that's where it is going to live for me. It's, you know, my Foxtel will come through the Xbox and, and into the television. And the reason for that is come, some of the great features. And I, it would be hard to list them all here, but let, let me talk about a couple. Um, it's it's very Windows 80 in its look and feel, yeah, which is which is not yeah. a bad thing. Yeah, and I it's love with that. the snap feature, right? So yeah, you're, you're sitting there and you can you can talk to the bloody thing, which I hate doing just quietly. But anyway, you can talk to the thing in <laughs> Xbox, Xbox. Change the channel, snap. <laughs> and uh, and you can snap a, a side of the screen, and you can actually then see the television signal. So I could be watching you know a baseball game on Fox Sports coming yes. through on the side of my screen while I play Major League Baseball on the Xbox. That's a good that's a really good feature although I should we should make note of one thing. I asked this at my briefing. Uh, you do need an external set top box for that that's feature what I'm saying. to work. That's your Foxtel. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. your Foxtel or box a set top box. Correct. But you, if you've got a digital TV with the tuner built in you need a HDMI out for that to work. To come so back in, yes. A shame about that, but just on the device itself, you've got to remember it's been several years. I think it's been seven years since yeah, the Xbox 360 absolutely. came out. And not only the, the, the gaming environment has changed so much, not only the technology, but just our behaviour around mm, it. Mm. So I think the fact that this is being positioned at not, as not just for hardcore gamers, which it can be, yeah, absolutely. It, it's also a family device. Connect is a great addition. Con- you know, Connect, it connect is a used, really to be, pro- used to be an accessory. It's now default. Yes. You get Connect when you buy an Xbox. Whether you like it or not. Correct. And it is bloody good this time, Connect. It was it great before. so accurate. It, it was much great more accurate before, this time. But this thing can yeah. see the, the, the colour of your eyes, basically. Yes. And it can even measure your heart rate. It can measure your heart rate. It can tell, it can tell whether you're putting weight on one foot or the other. I mean, it's unbelievable it's, it what it can do. And what I like about it too is that I've set mine up at home now too, and you can sign in with it. 
That's so right. So rather than you know remembering your password and he can just look at you and think, oh, yeah, that's Steve. Yeah, yeah. we're on. We're in. Yeah, yeah, and and he can play. And then, you know, so if you've got multiple people in your home, mm. it, it can then, the, the menu, the home screen is customised to the user that signs in just by facial recognition. It is very good. What other features do you like? I'm, uh, look, I like the connectivity, of course. Like the be, being able, like gaming is one thing, but being able to go over to another screen and pick a movie mm. or some music or And they've really simplified trailers. that menu. They've simplified yeah. the, the whole menu system. It is very Windows 80, though. The, I know, said. but it used, smart move on it, it their used to be that you could scroll till the cows come home. Now <laughs> it's just three screens, yeah. and and then it's kind of tiered down from there. <laughs> I got to tell you, this is this is might be crazy, but one of the things I've written in my review for EFTM is. I actually think it's probably the best device that I've browsed the internet on on a big screen TV. Yep. They've done something Internet Explorer. They've of done course. something very good with Internet Explorer on the Xbox One that makes it a very good experience to look at a website mm-hmm. on the big screen. Normally, you know, when you've got a browser built into a TV or yeah. even the old It's not optimized. It wasn't screen, very good. Yeah. This is optimized. It yeah. does a really good job that the user can switch between a mobile website or not. Mm-hmm. I actually think that browsing the web on the Xbox One is a very very well done feature for Xbox. Well, but let's not kid ourselves. It's another mate. feature that I said is something that we weren't doing seven years ago, but that yeah. we are doing now. So good on Microsoft for, right. for optimizing that. But look, gaming is is the primary uh, objective of the Xbox yeah. One, and there are and some very good launch titles, I have to say. Dead yes. Rising Three, I think it is. They've got Rise, Forza. Hello, Fo- you'd be smashing Forza. And, well, um, I'm. <laughs> I may be smashing Forza, but the the problem is the embargo is not until Tuesday morning. So I can't okay. really well, talk about, from, about it. But from what I've seen it's in a the good YouTube, game, though. from what I've seen in the YouTube videos, <laughs> they tell me it's a good game. Some of the things I've seen in the YouTube videos are, and very importantly, it's pronounced Forza. Forza. Okay. I had no idea I until I if heard. You hand over your hundred bucks. You can say it however exactly. you want, mate. But but Forza. Um, in terms of what I've seen from the preview videos, um, yeah. has just stunning graphics. And here's, here's the thing. This is a game that was made for the next-gen console, yeah. and so it really does showcase the next-gen features. And you can only imagine what's going to come in the next few years as basically 360 and PS3 are phased out as, yeah. ga- as platforms Although develop we sh- for. We should, we should mention that uh, there's no backwards compatibility here. Correct. So if All you've your got games, your 360, hang on to it. Yeah. Same with the PlayStation. You've got a PS3. Don't throw it out. Your PS4 mm. won't work. Don't trade it, it in. Won't, it won't uh, run the games. But just under the hood, we should mention the fact that it's got plenty of guts there. It's, it's an 8-core processor, mm. 500 gig hard drive, all of those things. Hard drive could be bigger. Is 500 gigs a lot? But your and games, I think, isn't it possible games, to connect an external? Can you connect games, an external? No, your games are installed to the drive. Now, yeah. to be honest, this doesn't worry me, but in, in, I had a briefing and, and a lot of the, the hardcore gamers were, were kind of annoyed by that. But in the end, look, how many games you're really keeping in your, in your current circle? Look, you can reinstall the games. And to be honest, there's, so there's one you of you don't the, need to put the disc in all the time? Correct. The disc is only there to verify that you own the game, basically. Uh, doesn't play the game the off system. the disc. Correct. Righto. And remember, your saves are now in the cloud. Yes. So, you know, you lose the system, you install the game again, yeah. it move starts the, off where you the are. Move the console to another room. You, you, yeah. you, if I go to your place yep. and sign in as me mm. and play Forza, it'll remember everything. It'll, it'll remember where I am. Well, that, that's been one of Xbox's strengths. Let's remember, Xbox Live mm. has been is there probably the biggest feature of the thing because yeah, yeah. that's been so strong, and I think it out, it outplays PSN, the PlayStation Network. Uh, and Xbox Live always get things first, like the, all the new Call of Duty maps. Mm. They get all that exclusive content first. That That is a strength of this device. Not only the hardware, but that as well is very, very strong. One more positive, one more negative. Positive, um, no, negative first, negative first. Um, on day 
one, don't expect to play it when you get it out of the box. Yeah, it's 1.4 gig download. Oh, now, this, yes. these, ours are a review unit, so they may have had a different version or something, but yeah. there's no doubt that there's a massive download coming your way on day one. Yes. And so when, you might blow your broadband allowance that When month. you put your first <laughs> d- disc in, it may need a game update as well. So and, just, just oh, be warned that about ages. that. That took ages, yeah. I thought it was broken. I thought, hang on, something's not right here, but the Xbox logo was on my screen for quite a long time because it was loading in the background, yes. and then I was right. So that, that's a negative for me because that's, yeah. that is one of the biggest bugbears of gamers, I think, and I Waiting. just don't, I don't <laughs> understand how they haven't overcome that problem. But yeah. secondly, and, and this is just brilliant, you've got a disc and you put it in the, in, into install. So let's say you do Call of Duty yeah. and you put it in. When you put it in, it doesn't install the whole game. It installs to a certain point, and this is a requirement that Microsoft have built into the system and PlayStation as well, yeah. that the game must start before it's fully installed. So just like when you download yeah. a streaming movie... Exactly, yeah. You'll um, be waiting so, forever otherwise. So what happens with some games, I'm trying to think of the ones that I can say, but with some games is it, you basically get through the first round or the first mm-hmm. intro, and then by yeah. then it's all installed in the background anyway, yeah. but it means you're gaming quicker, which yeah. is, I think, a great thing. One downside for me, hmm? I had to sign about 58 D- uh, NDAs. <laughs> Did you do yeah, that as well? I don't, or? I don't think I've ever I'm seen. confused. I don't well, know what's what. And that's why we should they be, own my three children, I think, I, at the moment. I don't sh- know. We should be clear, and that's why I'm being I'm skirting around the edges, because I was sent to, we, we had to we have to sign but, non-disclosure agreements. Just to agreements. be clear, there's a there's an NDA for not just the console, but each Everything. game, each feature of the game. But but here's where it gets confusing, and I'm happy to share this with the listeners. I've had Call <laughs> of Duty Ghost on three on, on the one for a week. Yeah. And I, I, I debated for four days about whether I could write about it because am I reviewing the game or am I reviewing the game on a console which I can't talk about having? And it's been very confusing for me. Yes. In the end, I've just followed everyone else's lead. The the embargo, by the time you listen to this, the embargo will have lifted, lifted. for the console yeah. and there's a couple other games that will filter out across yes. the week which is why we'll probably talk about them as the week progresses. But overall, absolutely. mate, um, a top-notch yeah, device. Yeah, totally. It's absolutely look, a the four price and a half, five-star device. Yeah, I agree. $599. It is, more, it is more expensive than Comes the, with the, Connect, uh, the uh, PlayStation 4, but exactly right. You do get Kinect thrown in, uh, and there's a Blu-ray player as well. Now, yep. finally, the Xbox can play Blu-ray. Yeah, no, very so good device. Not bad Available Friday. There will be queues around yes, the block midnight at launches games. everywhere. I won't be awake for it, but uh, good luck to the people queuing up. <laughs> You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, Trevor, while we're on uh, the heavy subject of gaming, this is a very gaming-centric podcast so far. That's okay. Call of Duty Ghosts. Mm. Now, I, I was I amazed was, uh, that you, you booked a holiday I was while away. this was coming you know out. What? I was away when Can this I say, came out, I, I did play it a little bit in the US. Though, I haven't I discussed it with your wife, but this that must have been massive, massive <laughs> brownie points for you to be away yes. on holidays while the biggest game of the year for S-Fenic well was released. Let's just say, Trev, that she understands that she can't book anything during the South Sydney season. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a given. Mm-hmm. But Call of Duty, that kind of fell... No, that, right. that was open slather. That's commitment. But it was. And uh, you know what? It, it was worth the wait, though, Trev. I got home and uh, Call of Duty was setting all kinds of records. Let's just get that, get that clear first of all. Call of Duty Ghosts made a billion dollars in one day. Hmm. That's the power of this franchise. Now, in comparison, Avatar... Biggest movie of all time took 17 days to make days a billion was, dollars. Was Grand Theft Auto? Was it three days? I think that was billion? three days. Yeah, yeah right. so it just goes to show the power of gaming. We talk about consoles. We talking about is it all every this year stuff. or every two years? Uh, it's every well, it's every year Call of Duty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's it just the, the as an industry, it's massive, and that's why we're spending so much time on it at the moment. That's why it's such a big deal. Xbox One, PS4. Mm. It's it's an every seven year event. It's massive. Yes. But on Call of Duty Ghosts, I have to say it is a departure from the normal Call of Duty game. Your normal Call Call of Duty uh, game is 
has a different type of character to this one. This is kind of a, a standalone, like moving in a new direction. Right. Not only are there all new characters and all new storyline, it kind of has a different feel to it as well. And I'm, right. I'm, I'm talking about obviously the physics engine that's in it and the way that it's played. It helps the fact that it's now on Xbox One and PS4, which we're going to discuss in a moment, the comparison between the two. But look, it is still a great game. The multiplayer has been improved even further. We Just when you think they can't improve things, they think of these other little games modes and just the way you play the game how much more fluid it is now uh, and just a lot more lifelike I think yeah. uh, I've seen the development of Call of Duty from day one oh, and this has come a long way well you'll be proud of me Stephen um, I, I've got to be honest I don't think I've ever played Call of Duty more than five ten minutes at the last one last year I probably sat about an hour and played it um, but the problem was it was at home and there, there was no private kind of place so it was very loud and I, I couldn't yeah. really get into the story. This one I haven't had a lot of time and we're living with the outlaws at the moment so it's not brilliant but I've been up in the bedroom we've got the, the Xbox set up in there and I played... Um, I don't, I don't, the campaign I, you're talking I, about. Yeah, the I'm campaign. playing the campaign. Yeah. I'm not into multiplayer. It's a good storyline. It's, it's really <laughs> I, I, well done. I, this is what I love about the gaming and people don't understand. It's like watching a movie but playing it. And you're in it. That's right. And, uh, and I thought it was unbelievable storyline. I I'm only, I'm, I might only be 10% through. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but I've enjoyed the storyline. And, uh, and I actually think I could sit down and play this a little bit more regularly now. And then maybe... Maybe I'll join you on the uh, multiplayer, and, but I'll ha- we'll have to go co-op because I don't want you smashing. That's okay, me. mate. You can be on my team. You can be in my clan. We'll look after you. We've got your back, Trev. So, so look. The other thing I wanted to do uh, here while we're talking about this because it leads on from our last conversation was try and look at the evolution of a game through 360 yep. into one or PS3 yep. into four, however you want to look at it. But in my example. I've got a, a 360, Xbox 360, and an Xbox One hooked up to the same TV. Yep. So I can switch between them with a simple input of the TV button. Now, I loaded up, uh, I actually c- cancelled my campaign. Annoying thing about it, I can't start a new campaign and have the old one saved. But anyway, mm. I cancelled the campaign I was on on the one. On PlayStation, you can. You oh, can okay. go from three to four. Yeah. So I, I started all over again on both, and I played about five minutes on one, five minutes on the other, five minutes on one, five minutes <laughs> on the other. Just literally switch between and see how it felt and whether I get confused as to which one I was on. Yep. And, and I am not a massive gamer. I'm, I'm not a massive video file, so I don't notice everything. But let me yep. tell you, um, I didn't feel like I needed the Xbox One to enjoy the game. Yes. I didn't feel like I was absolutely noticing the things because I felt like I was in the in the heart of the battle. I was in the mission. I was looking. Yep. For, I was looking to you know complete the mission, not look for where there was lens flare and where there wasn't. Yeah. In the end, when I when I stopped back and, and had a look, really, what is different to me about these two platforms is that the rendering of graphics is is much more detailed. You know, a flame explodes in the air. Yeah. You can see more detail in the flame. Little Sparks bit on the ground. You got to um, remember glare that. in the windows the this is where change, you see it the biggest change we saw you got to remember when the Xbox 360 came out when the PlayStation 3 came out mm. 7 years ago yeah the big change was high definition Absolutely, so we were going yeah, from yeah. standard def to high def so that was well that was a massive change yeah, yeah. we're on high it's high def to high def it's not 4k yeah, quite yeah, yet yeah. so it's high yeah. def to high def so in that aspect, you're not going to see a whole... Unless you're there with a magnifying glass, you're not going to see a whole heap of difference. You definitely can there with is some, eye. Yes, definitely. you can, definitely. It, it does look a little bit sharper, a little bit more detail in the Xbox One or the PS4 version. Yep. But I think in terms of performance, it's smoother. And, and when, you hit, when you get the multiplayer, any bit of speed you can pick up right. is noticeable. So it's, and it's, I've noticed online okay. that that is a difference. Okay. So that, that, that performance increase is a real in plus. In terms of visual appeal of games and having looked at some games which are built specifically for the platform, 
without naming names, um, I think that the next evolution, when when they get to a point when a game like Call of Duty isn't developed for the old platforms like the mm. 360 and the PS3, exactly. which is probably two years away, yep. that's when you'll see the next quantum leap. Yeah, and I look forward to that They're happening. no doubt working on... Well, there's a Call of Duty released every year in November. Mm. They're no doubt working on the next one, whatever mm. it is going to be. And that's going to be just for it PS4. Will, you, will it? It'll be just for the really? real version. Well, that's what I suspect. I think right, Call okay. of Duty is a progressive sort of game where the people who play it are quite cutting edge yeah. people. That so they're, they're, within they've got a the year, they're going to have a new one. Yeah. They've got the latest. All right, you listen to Two Bikes Talking Tech. Now, while you're away, mate, uh, Telstra announced a, uh, a new internet provider. This is just weird to me. Um, I know Ionet have Jiva, which is kind of a low-cost carrier. Well, and, and we're used to having low-cost carriers in the mobile space. But here's Telstra. They've announced a broadband player called Belong. Now, it's $50 for 75 gig of data or $65 for 200 gig of data, I think. And it's no contract, month-to-month rates. Um, it's basically $99 sign-up, um, gets you the router and modem sent to your home, pre-configured so it's plug-and-play yourself. There's no okay. technician comes to your home. I've got to be honest, mate, it's it's quite refreshing to see Telstra offering bloody good prices on, on home broadband, ADSL, um, and I, I hope this does do a little bit to shake up the market. And what it says to me is that Telstra is still focusing now on the higher end. They're focusing on the cable customers, the higher, yeah. the higher but usage also customers. Value. I think value is important. And I've got to say, I, I, I help my, my parents are on the Telstra network, my in-laws are on the Telstra network, and they wanted to increase their uh, broadband a, a limit mm. per month. I think my dad was on like a five gig a month, which was nothing. Mm. My mother-in-law was on the same sort of plan. And for them to go up to the next plan, you, they were talking like 200 gigs. So it's gone from hardly having anything yeah. to going way up to 200 gigs. Yeah, so it's crazy. This is a good in-between yeah, spot. I think because obviously, from what I just said, there was a hole in the market there where there was That's nothing right. in between. It was either all or nothing. Yep. So this is a nice way to bridge that gap. And in a pretty economical way. Exactly. So if, you, if you've got home broadband and... The, the, remember, this is just internet. You need so a landline, though, we should have. You've got to have a landline. You need a phone line. Um, and it needs to be a Telstra phone line, And there's it? no bundling. There's none of that. So this is yeah. just pure. If you want to separate out your internet, here it is. Here's the price. Off you go. And interestingly, they've handed the control of it or the running of it over to Boost, the uh, people who run the, the low-cost the mobile, mobile network mobile for them. Mobile. So yeah, sure. basically all the back end and stuff, which is, I've got to be honest, I think the Boost customer service is fantastic. So very interesting stuff from Telstra. It's called Belong, and uh, it's a home broadband... Uh, um, for you, so at, you get the um, modem, or you got to pay for the modem. Ninety nine. You pay ninety nine bucks once yeah. off for the modem, and then, and then that's it's no contract. Do your best. That uh, is pretty smart. That is really pretty good. smart stuff from uh, from Telstra. It's called Belong on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au. And uh, this is the time of year where there's new devices coming to the home, whether it's your new gaming consoles or whether it's uh, devices people are getting for Christmas. Netgear have amazing routers. And, uh, and Wi-Fi range extender solutions. The, the thing about Netgear products is they're, they're at the front of the pack in terms of evolution. They've got the wireless AC, which is the next generation uh, of wireless. They've got the great solutions to fill those um, dead spots in your home, which everyone knows exists, and they're easy to plug with the Netgear wireless range extender. So if you're interested in uh, better Wi-Fi in your home, check out the range of Netgear products at netgear.com.au.
Now, mate, a couple of weeks ago, I had a call off to, to Your Tech Life. Um, his name was Bob, and he said, oh, mate, what's this drama about CryptoLocker? And I said, I've got no idea, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and he tried to explain it to me, and it sounded to me like ransomware. I'd heard a lot about ransomware. In fact, we'd done a story on A Current Affair earlier in the year about ransomware, which is where your computer gets locked. You can't turn it on. It just says you've got to pay some money, and we'll give you the password to get into your computer. But there's ways around it. If you're smart enough, you can go into safe mode, to disable it, do all those kind of things. Um, CryptoLocker is next-level ransomware. Basically, it's a standard old everyday virus. You open an email, it's got a zip file, it's got a PDF, you press a button and you are infected. But what happens is it gets all your data, your documents, your photos, whatever it might be, and it puts it in an encrypted file and then it says, $300, thanks for the password. That is so cheeky. But here's the kicker. Who knows if they're going to give you the password? Now, there's there's definitely examples of them giving the password if you pay the ransom, Mm -hmm. but there's also examples of them not. So I spoke to Kaspersky this week. Where do you send the money? Exactly. It's some, you know, dodgy, you know, wire transfer or PayPal. Who knows? But, you know, it's cyber criminals. But here's, this is, this, uh, the reason I wanted to raise this because we have to warn people of these things. It's the whole, it's this good old warning, don't open emails and all that kind of stuff that you don't know. But I spoke to Kaspersky and I said, so in in the good old days, um, you get a virus, you know, 10 years ago you get a virus, you'd go to Norton's website and tell you how to get rid of it or to give you a download. I said, mate, if you don't have antivirus, can you fix this problem? He said, no. Basically, unless you've got a backup of your data mm-hmm. or you prevent it in the first place, that's the only way around You're gone. it. If you get encrypted... But if, but if you are protected... If you are protected... This will detect that there's this ransomware that's trying to be correct. installed. Right? Now, I don't want to freak people right out because absolutely the, the warning is have antivirus. And, and it's, it's a virus, so mm-hmm. all you need is antivirus. You don't even need internet security. Yeah, sure. Have antivirus and it will do its best to protect you. But also, back up your data because... Cheeky buggers, eh? If you That's get this virus on zero day, which is essentially... Every, every day they change it a little bit so that, the, so that the big companies can't find it. If you, if you get it on zero day, your, your antivirus might not pick it up. So you need to be very careful, but well, get get antivirus, keep it up to date, and don't open those bloody attachments to the zip well, files from, say from people who you it, don't know. It goes back to common sense. It does. Common sense is your best defence here. If you don't know who what you're installing, you don't know who the email came from, don't, don't do it. And even if you know who... If, if, you, if, if I got an email from Stephen Finnick that said, hey, mate, have a look at this, and it was a zip file attached, and then it was a PDF... You wouldn't think I just wouldn't open it. If it's from me, come yeah, on, mate. No, I mate, if I didn't What know, about if I send you one that says Angelina Jolie sex tape, would you own that? Open that. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> you, but, that, but hang on, mate, that's an example, though, how people absolutely. fall into the trap. People think, geez, what's this? I'm going to have a look at this. Go. And they go, boom. Exactly. So you just got to be very mindful and of is it. Is that right? And you wouldn't open a zip file I send you? I'll remember that, mate. Not, not unless you told me you were going to send right? it to me. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, but also, um, back, it's, a, it's a warning and a reminder to back up your data. Okay? Yeah, back absolutely. it up and disconnect the drive. Put it in a drawer. you know what? It could, could be a situation where if someone says, listen, mate, I've got all your data locked up. You're going to give me 300. I'm going to say, mate, go for your life. I've got it backed up on hard drive. See you later. Buddy. Get that India. Yeah. yeah. And that's what you want to be able to do. Anyway, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, the LiveScribe 3 smart pen is the latest in the long line of pens that we've been mm. using for some time. And these, I've got to say, these products, when we first see them, they're very handy. They're, they're, they're ideal for anyone who needs to, like, who needs, still needs to write Students, things down. People who are makers, journalists. Yep. Like, you know, people with, like journalists, I think even like people in the legal profession, doctors, yep. people yep. Like that who need to write things down, take notes. Mm-hmm. The LiveScribe has always been there, but Absolutely. what I like, the LiveScribe 3 has certainly had quite the evolution. And what's interesting about the evolution is I think we've talked about this every year, is there's always that one step further they could have gone with it, it should do this, it should have done that. And this year they've basically gone, you know what, 
Um, we're going to take all that on board and we're going to do something very different. Now, they did do something radical. They removed the, the microphone and the speaker from the pen, which was a key feature of it, uh, independent of itself as a pen. And that's Absolutely, all now, yeah. that all now, now has all... to be built into your, your smartphone or your tablet. So it's iOS 7. So it's with your iPhone and iPad only at the moment. Android is coming. So basically what the iPad and the iPhone and the app are doing they're kind of doing all the heavy lifting. So they're doing the recording. They're, uh, sort of if, if you are doing the, uh, it does the transfer of your handwriting. The pen basically just registers with your special notepad where, where what you, you write down, mm. and the Bluetooth connection then sends the signal across to your iPad. But it is quite a handy thing. And it, it, watching the iPad while you're writing your notes, it's amazing. No, they, isn't they it? appear, it's like there's a ghost writing on your iPad. Yeah. <laughs> you should show that to your kids, a way to scare your kids. Look at this, there's a ghost here. It's a great well, idea. <laughs> so just leave your iPad laying around. I love and the just write a note to your wife or it, something, mate. It does very good um, handwriting recognition, too. Yes, it does. And, and well, you, it, you can sort your notes by newsfeed instead of by pages. Yeah. You can swipe to see your handwriting. You can then edit it and all those kind of things. So it's quite... it, it, I did make that point, actually, in my review, the fact that if you don't want to feel like typing on a keypad, you can just sort of take notes on, on the notepad with the pen, and then all of those notes are then converted to editable text. It becomes a document yeah. that you don't have to type out. It's already there. Yeah. You've written it. It becomes type. Uh, one thing, though, I think the... The upside of this is the fact that, look, it, it does make use of the iPad's really, really good uh, microphone. Uh, the audio recording is also quite accurate. But it does mean that you've got to carry around that extra device with it. So mm. you're, whether it's your iPad, you're likely to have your iPhone with you anyway. So that's really not, not, not uh, too much of a burden. But the previous versions, which are still available, by the way, Absolutely. did everything. So you, yep. could, you could record, you can tap on your notepad and hear the audio straight out of the pen that had a little display. They're still available. But I do like the direction this has taken. The fact that you can it, it digitizes on the fly. So rather than you having to do that later, it does yeah, it anyway. All there. Saves it in the cloud. You can access it from anywhere. Converting that handwriting to text is another great, great feature as well. So all in all, I think a, uh, a very positive improvement for the LiveScribe 3 smart pen. It is. So if you're in the profession where you take a lot of notes, like uh, lawyers, journalists, students, those kind of things, definitely worth checking out Stephen's for review those professions. Uh, at techguide.com.au. Now, while you are away, I became a gardener. These are the big I things. I never that thought happened. you had the green thumb. Mate, I've become a lot. I've become a home renovator. I'm, I'm yeah. smashing it. I'm Stu- home studio builder. Oh, fair dinkum. If I'll you put- follow Trevor on Instagram, by the way, uh, he has he has documented every aspect of his office. I think there wasn't as good a documentation of a construction. I don't think the Opera House had as good a documentation <laughs> as that. But anyway, Trevor, we're so, loving it. Uh, built, so, also built a bloody kitchen. But anyway, so um, <laughs> I had a visit from the people at Parrot. Now, Parrot make you know wireless headphones, um, you know Bluetooth headphones, and they made that the AR, AR drone, drone, which yep. was probably their most popular thing in Australia, the, the flying drone that you can control with your iPhone, your tablet, whatever it is. And they sat down, and the bloke pulls out a pot plant. And I went, well, is this a G-up? What are you doing? I mean, <laughs> fair dinkum, you make audio and drones. What is it? Is a pot plant going to fly? Yeah. No, no. He, he has this thing, and it looks like a stick, okay? It's a plastic yeah. stick, and he yeah. sticks it in a plant, and it synchronizes via Bluetooth Smart, which is the same as technology we talked about with the live scribe here, yep. to, to your iPhone. And then what happens is there's a database of, of, uh, of plants in the app, and you tell the app what plant you're monitoring. So yep. I, t- I took this thing home and I plugged it into my mother-in-law's jade plant. Okay. She knew that it was a jade plant, so I was able to type that in. And then I plugged it in after 24 hours, 
it tells you everything you need to know about the plant. It tells you how much water's in there. Um, it tells you the temperature, the sunlight, and it gives you advice on whether it needs more this water, smart, more sunlight, and it synchronises every time well, you walk past the plant. Basically, what this is doing, it's giving your plant a voice. It's it ta- is. It, your plant can tell you, I'm thirsty. Your plant can tell you, Correct. I'm too hot. Your plant can tell you all this information. Yep. There, I have seen other products like this, but Parrot, the fact that Parrot have got oh, involved, yeah. their app looks a lot better than the version it's, I saw before. It's a beautiful app. It has a huge database of yep. plants. And, you know, it's a $79 product available at Apple stores and Apple Online, which is a great place to sell them, obviously. It doesn't have to... Like, I've finished monitoring this plant. We kind of know now we can... We know it needs this much water. We can move, I can yep. move it to another plant now yep. and then monitor a different plant and move it around the garden over time to learn about the plants, learn how to keep them. I actually think it's a bloody great idea. It's monitoring light, temperature... Soil yep. moisture and soil fertiliser. I, like, I also like the fact that you learn a little bit about the Correct. plant. You're learning a little bit that you wouldn't normally do. Unless, unless you're an avid gardener anyway. But uh, I think this might be a good, so, good, so uh, good gift to I give think, to I think this will hit Christmas gift guides from Absolutely. Tech Guide and probably EFTM because Definitely. It's, it's, all, it's 79 bucks is probably within range of people for you know mums and dads if they're going to buy something. Sorry, if you're, you know, if you're a uh, working person and you've got a mum and dad who are yep. into, into gardening at all and they've got an iPhone. All they've got to do is have an iPhone or an iPad and this thing is bloody perfect for Turns them, them into a, gives them a green thumb. Green thumb with parrot flower power. And uh, I've written about it at uh, eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. All right, that time of the week. In fact, that time of the... I was going to say that time of the month. But, <laughs> 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 but, but let's not go yep. there, Stephen. Okay. While you've been away, we've missed your minute reviews, is what I'm trying to say. We oh, had tweets plenty. saying, where's Stephen's minute reviews? Yeah. Uh, and you're going to kick it off. those tweets, but yeah. anyway. No, neither did I. I made them up <laughs> in my head. Um, we're going to kick it we off, We did have though. people asking for, for our uh, there was, podcast. There though. was definitely demand. Two, there was definitely two tweets asking about that. <laughs> I got a Facebook message as well. Thanks very much for your support, yes. no one. Um, no, no, great to have your company. It's good to be back. But um, the good thing here is you've got, a, you've got a hold of the latest iPad. Not the iPad Air, because we've talked about that, but in fact, did we? Um, the iPad Mini iPad with Mini. Retina. Yes. Now, the iPad Mini with Retina, the, obviously the best new feature, they fit the same retina display that's on the iPad Air down to the 7.9 inch screen for the iPad mini uh, it's 3.1 megapixels uh, it's got the same resolution uh, and it, it just the, the screen is gorgeous, gives you a really good view of your apps, your websites, your ebooks, everything that, that appears on your screen looks as good as it does on the iPad Air. Now what impresses me about the iPad mini, apart from the fact it's got retina display, is that this is an exact replica of the iPad Air, mm. right down to the performance, it's got the same processor it's got the same battery it does everything that the iPad iPad Air can do or just as well. It's the only difference smaller. is the screen size. Yeah. So now customers, all they have to decide is, do I need the 7.9 or do I need the 9.7? There's no compromise in the performance. Mm. Another improved feature, not only on the Retina, on the Mini, but also on the Air, is the fact that it's got more 4G bands on the device. Now, Apple only need to make one iPad Wi-Fi yeah. with cellular model for the whole world. As, as recently as last year, they had to make three. One for the US, one for Europe, one for Australia. So now Can you imagine the production efficiencies for them on that? Unbelievable. Amazing. So now anywhere you go with the iPad, if you've got the cellular version, the 4G version, mm. anywhere you go... I'm scrolling down in your yes, review. You I want to see the ratings. You can, uh, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can see oh. you can see anywhere in the world you can uh, get on the 4G. And uh, No, that's not my hand. That's just a stock no, photo. That, that's my hand there. I'm not worried about the hand, mate. Same 75 millimeter uh, thickness, 331 grams, very light, even for you, Trev. I'm uh, a massive the, fan of this device. One thing, though, oh. uh, 802.11ac is not on board, okay? And you know what? I found out why. Why? 
Apple did not, because it sucks out of the battery performance. So we've noticed they've included 802.11ac on their MacBook Pro, MacBook Air, but not on the iPhone or the iPad because it's not doesn't give them and, and as because, good battery performance. Because iOS uh, 10 Mavericks can probably control the Wi-Fi a bit better. And, and Plus not, there's a bigger battery in it. Yeah, yeah. See, that's why Apple didn't do it. But to compensate, they've got this MIMO feature, which is multiple in, multiple out, dual antenna configuration so that it yeah. can work on the 2.4 gigahertz, 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi band, so you are getting a Wi-Fi improvement anyway, even though it is an AC. So I yes, had I mini, had mini with Retina at TechGuide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, Stephen, you're wearing a very beautiful watch. This Tell happens to be the Garmin Approach S4 GPS golf watch. Mm-hmm. Now, this has got preloaded 30,000 international golf courses. Mm-hmm. You can take this anywhere in the world. Stephen's will, played uh, 29,000 of them. Exactly. Uh, and you can, uh, well, I haven't at the moment. I, I've had a back operation a couple of months ago. My doctor has barred me from the golf course till February. So, uh, Did unless, your brother I, listen to this unless show? I caddy for my brother uh, should... and tell him the distances, that's the only way I can really gonna, test this. I'm, I'm going to walk s- around the course and I'm see how I I'm going to tweet Michael right now and suggest. <laughs> that uh, Stephen should be caddying But anyway, this is fits on your wrist. As you can see here, Trev, it's got a touch screen, 30,000 preloaded courses, gives you the accurate distances, front, middle, back of the green, dog leg, layup distances, can take your stats, can, has got an onboard odometer, so it tells you how far you've walked, mm-hmm. how long you've walked, you can time your round. And it's also a smartwatch. It can link wirelessly with your iPhone, iPhone only at the moment, and give you notifications of emails and SMSs that you've received while your iPhone is safely have you in, in golf Have you bag. actually done that with emails? I haven't yet. Okay, I'm just no. wondering whether it's like a lot of Bluetooth products where it um, it doesn't actually interact with the mail app. You have to actually install your mail settings into the app. Yeah. I'd be curious it just to know tell, that. You, I don't think you can actually read the email. No, no, it tells just, you that even, there is even one. Just to get, even yeah. just to know there is one. But the Garmin, it's the available in black or white. It's three hundred and ninety nine dollars. The black uh, looks if, good. If you're a golfer, I think you know what this is a solid investment because it's right there on your wrist. Like there are plenty of apps you can use, but you've got to get out your smartphone, and it's a bit of a hassle. This is right there on your wrist. It also tells the time, of course. You know what I'd love to see in it? Approach S four. I'd love to see if you if you chose St Andrews as a golf course. I'd love to for it to because it knows where you are. I'd love for it to go. You're kidding yourself. <laughs> you wish. Yeah, you wish. <laughs> the uh, the Garmin Approach S4. Read all about it at techguide.com.au. Well, Stephen, it's been great to have your company here once again. Good to be I back. I missed you, Trevor. Did you yes, miss me? Yes, I did miss you, mate. I didn't know what to do every week. Yeah. I'm just like, what am I? I'm, I felt like I was missing something, and then I went, ah, oh, two yeah. blokes. I'm yes. just one bloke. I've I'll made be, a commitment. I'll not be honest, mate. I was on holiday and I, I didn't, wasn't thinking that that often. But <laughs> I did remember, though, to our listeners, we, we did owe them a good show today and I hope we've delivered that after a three-week absence. Look, and if it wasn't a good show today, please tweet us and let us know <laughs> um, because we appreciate well, your just support. just tweet Trevor about that. Just just praise. Just send the praise to me. and Praise to me. Bag yeah. me. So I'm used to it. That's fine. <laughs> Two Blokes Talking Tech. You can check out Stephen's website at techguide.com.au and I'm at eftm.com.au. 